episode number 68. Welcome. We are talking about habits still and this is going to be a mini episode because there's so many times where I felt so stuck and just so exhausted and terrible or even not even terrible, just gray where I had no idea what habits I wanted to create. I just knew that I didn't feel good and I, I would listen to a lot of podcasts or would read a lot of books, but I didn't even know where to get started. So let me give you some inspiration if you're in a creative rut here or if you're not so sure where to start. We're going to talk through each of the five categories I did add in here. I have mind, relationships, habits for your physical well-being, habits for your spiritual well-being, and your financial well-being. So I took out career and replaced it with spiritual well-being for this exercise. But I think mind and spirit, they correlate to one another, I would say. So we're going to give you some ideas, five in each category. And I'll add some comments throughout, give you some inspo. So here we go. Mind. First idea, I'm going to list off all five and then we'll chat about each one. We have journaling, meditating, recognizing slash breaking negative thought patterns, therapy, and reading. I would say, personal comments here, therapy is one of the best gifts you could give yourself because the better you understand yourself, the better you understand your past story, your past upbringing, everything that makes you you, the better you understand that, the better you understand your triggers, the better you could show up for everything else and the more self-aware you become. I'm a huge proponent for therapy. I'm putting that high on that list. That could be something. And the good thing is I feel like therapy is becoming more and more accessible. So check out your health coverage. If you have health insurance, what does your health plan cover? There's more affordable therapy options out there. There's virtual options out there. Look into it. I think if you don't go to therapy, that could be a wonderful habit to create. And don't be afraid to try a different therapist. If you don't connect with one, try another one. It could take time. So therapy is high on my list there. And you could treat it like a doctor's appointment. And I, I won't use the word that therapy is fun because therapy is hard. But like I said, it's one of the best gifts you could give yourself. So therapy is on there. Next up, journaling. It doesn't have to be fancy. Your journaling practice could be you in a notebook in two minutes when you can throughout your day. And all it takes is, I think there's something about pen on paper not being an electronic journal, but that could be an easy one to potentially incorporate in your day, whether it's two minutes at the end of your day, two to five minutes in your morning. That could be a really good one to let all of your thoughts out, get them all out on paper, and just start your day feeling lighter and not as clogged up with those thoughts. Next up, we have meditating. I'm not a good meditator. I'm just not. I go through seasons where I try to do it and then seasons where I don't. Um, I'm not a good meditator. <laughs> but I will say if you are going to start a meditation practice, use the Unplug app and check out one of my friends. Her name is Christina Huntington. She is absolutely phenomenal. I'm not good at meditating. However, when I take a Christina meditation class, I really appreciate it. And I could use more of that in my life because when I do meditate, I do feel better. So that is an idea. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of promo. When you use it, you're, you have, there's a trial involved. So check it out, Unplug Meditation app. That is a great practice to start. And start small, two to five minutes. Start 
by just simply closing your eyes and breathing. That is all meditation is, just closing your eyes and breathing. But we know that that's really hard. (laughs) That is so hard. Reading. Reading's great. Reading's great for so many reasons. Our brain loves learning, so picking a topic that you want to learn more about. I know one of my coaching clients wants to learn everything about sailing. Not just learn everything about sailing. I mean, she purchased a sailboat and wants to make a pass to the Caribbean and and will make a pass to the Caribbean. And she's learning everything she can to make that pass, which is absolutely phenomenal. But that reading is fueling her in a different way than her professional work as a construction business owner and as a multiple business owner it's fueling her in a different way so reading could fill us up in a completely different way and reading could be for pleasure you could read say you love murder mysteries you could read a murder mystery book my boyfriend does it all the time and he loves it he's an airline pilot and travels a lot and for me I would be absolutely miserable he has to take he will fly like for actual work but then he has to commute back on the plane I wouldn't like that. I would be so bored. I feel like I'm wasting time, but, you know, he brings his, like, murder mystery books or whatever it is that he reads, and it it makes him really happy. So reading could be a way to fuel yourself in a different way. It doesn't necessarily have to be about learning, but know that learning could also fuel you in a different way, too. So whatever you are most interested in there. So moving right along. Let's talk about physical habits. So we have exercising, bedtime routine, yoga stretching, attending your doctor's appointments, keeping up with health maintenance, and I included on here pride in appearance. So let's start with pride in appearance because that's the one that stuck out most to me. I know for me, whenever I'm not feeling, there's been times in my life where I wasn't feeling the best mentally and I was feeling exhausted. And I didn't take care of my appearance in the same way that I would when I was really happy. Or even, not even happy, just like normal. Like, I didn't care if I didn't put on makeup. I didn't care if I didn't iron my clothes. I didn't care what I was wearing. I didn't take pride in my appearance. And by pride in my appearance, I don't mean like you need to spend a lot of money on your appearance. But even just feeling like I'm picking this because I feel good wearing it. There is psychology behind actually picking out what you're wearing. There's even psychology around when you're working from home, actually getting dressed, putting on makeup, doing your hair, because every time you do that, you're showing up for yourself and you're telling yourself, hey, I'm worth this. I'm worth feeling good. I'm worth investing this in myself. And taking pride in your appearance, it could be something as small as, I could think back when I wasn't taking pride in my appearance, I would just always wear my hair up, like up in like a messy bun or up in a high ponytail. I just never cared about my hair. So when I started taking pride in my appearance, I would actually shower at night, not in the morning, and would actually have dry hair in the morning and would go to work with hair that was brushed and I would invest the five to ten minutes to actually do my hair and to even curl it or straighten it and it really changed my mood so taking pride in your appearance really could do a lot even if it's as some like simple as even investing in a perfume or a cologne that smells nice just feeling good tapping into your confidence and and getting your confidence flowing Next up, health, just maintenance. So if you're due for a doctor's visit, scheduling it in, 
if you've been putting off seeing a specialist, if you've been putting off going to the chiropractor, if you've been putting off blood work, whatever it is in regards to your own health, maybe it's the eye doctor, maybe it's the dentist, who knows, schedule it in. That's a good habit, a good opportunity to really commit to getting those things done. They're not fun, but they're necessary. Yoga, stretching, that's always a good one. Keep your body feeling feeling loose, feeling good. <laughs> Yoga, it's a great way to slow down. I know that's a habit I'm working on. Bedtime routine. For me, that's something I'm continually working on, not scrolling too much on my phone, getting my body ready for bed. If you think back when you were a kid, I'm sure like parents always have a bedtime for kids and you know, as we get older, we like completely stray away from that. At least I did. I There's no bedtime. It's just, you know, whenever I feel tired or if I fall asleep on the couch. So even just having a time where, okay, like this is the time I'm actually going to make my way to my bed. I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to go to bed actually physically in bed, not on the couch, phone away and actually go to bed. That could be a wonderful opportunity for a habit. Exercise if you don't move your body at all. Starting an exercise regimen. Maybe you already have an exercise regimen and you want to challenge yourself to get in more outdoor workouts or to get in more walks. Whatever that is, either starting or improving on your exercise regimen. Next up, we have relationship habits. So we have listen more, connect more, schedule plans, criticize less, resolve conflict slash express gratitude. So I kind of tied in a bunch of different concepts here. So I know for me, there's times where I don't even realize I'm doing it. I don't listen (laughs) at all. I mean, I work really hard to listen and to become more aware of it, but there's certain times, like especially in my romantic relationship, that I know I could do a better job listening and could do a better job of being present and not thinking about other things. So listening more could be a really good habit. Connecting more, so having actual intentional time to connect, to actually not just be together physically, but actually speak to one another, hear about each other's days, hear about how each other's really doing, put away the phones, put away the distractions. Maybe it's with a friend. I know I have friends where... We could sit down and 10 minutes could go by and we're both on our phone. So even with friendships, finding ways to connect more. Maybe it's with a friend, putting it on your calendar once a month, I'm going to call this person. Or every six weeks, I'm going to shoot them a text and see how they're doing. Finding opportunities to connect more. Maybe it's visiting a family member more frequently. There's so many opportunities there. Next up, schedule plans. So actually... Take it not just with a check-in, but actually saying, okay, like once a month, I want to do X, Y, Z with this person. Or once a month, I want to go to a new coffee shop with my friend. Or me and my partner are going to go on a date every other week, whatever that is. Next up, I put conflict resolution and then I also tied in like less criticizing. So recognizing negative patterns could be a really impactful impactful habit to build into a relationship. And I think that that ties into the recognizing negative thought patterns too. 
So we talked about how with the mind, that could be a habit, but also recognizing when out loud you could be more critical or you could be more negative or complaining out loud, that could be an opportunity to work on that. And I think those things are often best resolved in therapy, so can't help but mention therapy, like couples therapy. That could be a wonderful habit. Expressing gratitude or appreciation and establishing a habit around that. So maybe it's finding an opportunity to to say thank you more throughout your week for what your loved ones, what your family, your friends, your romantic partner, what others do for you and actually expressing that. Maybe it's sending thank you cards in the mail. Maybe it's acknowledging the role people play in your life and creating a habit around that, whatever that looks like for you. Next up, financially, we have automate, bills slash savings, seven, oh, that's not seven. It says <laughs> open a high-yield savings account, pay off debt, establish saving goals, and track spending. So here, let's say you're not looking at any of your finances at all. Actually taking a look at it is a good place to start, tracking what's coming in, what's going out, and just looking at it. Actually going and and automating savings. If you don't have a high-yield savings account, you're missing out. Open a high-yield savings account. Google high-yield savings accounts. They're everywhere, and ensuring that you have one is awesome. You could automate your paycheck, a portion of it, to go right into savings so you you don't touch it. Looking at your debt, I think that goes into like the tracking piece, like actually looking at the numbers and figuring out if you do have debt, establishing habits around paying it off, automating payments to your debt, and establishing what your goals are, making a habit around accountability, checking in, okay, you have this savings goal, what how, what's going to keep you accountable to actually saving for the thing that you're saving for? Next up, we have spiritual goals. I have established connection with a church slash, slash spiritual community. Pray, read the Bible, slash read something spiritual, <laughs> which is really inspirational, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so spiritual, that could mean something different for every person listening. So for some people, being spiritual can mean going to yoga. For some people, yoga is their church. For other people, going to a physical place and and going to church and worshiping there is their church. So whether spirit for you is God, whether it's a higher power, something bigger than yourself, whatever that is, establishing a habit around that could be so impactful. I know for me, I always feel my best when I do go to church. I feel like it's a good place for me to remind me that I'm not in control. For me, God is in control. And I definitely lose sight of that in my day-to-day when I'm not attending church. So I know for me that that makes me feel better. Maybe for you, going to yoga makes you feel good. It reminds you to connect to your higher power, whatever that is. Prayer slash meditation, often those could go hand in hand. Surrendering to a power greater than yourself and doing anything reading related, whether it's a Bible, some sort of spiritual reading, finding peace in the fact that it's not all on you. There's something bigger at play here and surrendering that and creating habits around that could be so, so, so powerful. So these are habits. I know in that last one, we have 
three versus five. And I know therapy came up quite a few times, but in conclusion, therapy is wonderful. Therapy and establishing, as you're establishing these goals, be sure to listen to Atomic Habits, the episode part one and part two, so you could really map out your why and also map out your action steps behind it. And remember when you're when you're considering what area do you want to work on, make these your own. You know, maybe reading the Bible is not for you, but like you're really pumped to go buy some perfume and, and to smell good and take pride in the way that you smell and take pride in the way that you look. You want to create a habit around building confidence. Just pick one and go with it. And you could revisit this episode whenever you need other inspo for cultivating habits. And I will see you in our next episode. Thanks for joining me for this mini one.